Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne podcast, and I am so excited for today's podcast. We're going to have a great conversation with Jay Maloney, and you know what? Without any further ado, because you guys know how that's how I like it. Jay, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. You know, AJ, I got to mess with you. You know my last name's Malloy. <laughs> Malloy. You know what? Yeah. Hey, I apologize, I'm where the man. E- nah, dude, dude, hey, I'm this is what you. happens when you're dyslexic. <laughs> Listen, check it out. I've been called so much worse. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> oh, sorry. So where are you from? Where are you out of? I'm from New Jersey, man. Born and raised. I lived in Virginia for a little bit, and then we came back. Right on. I'm uh, looking at some projects to um, uh, to do in New Jersey, so I think there's some interesting opportunities yeah. over there. But uh, Yeah, man. Jersey's a special place, man. I mean, most people think of the Sopranos and toxic waste, but really it's the Garden State. You go 15 minutes west of the Hudson River, you might as well be in Maryland somewhere. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I've been super intrigued uh, with New Jersey for a long time, and we've had a couple opportunities that I'm like, we got to get these things. So, yeah, man. So, so are you originally from there? Um, talk to me about, you know, what do you do, man? What do you What do you specialize in? Yeah, well, I started off in real estate as a wholesaler. Yeah. Uh, that transitioned after some success, some ups and some downs. We can talk about that. That's 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 the part nobody yep. talks about, right? Yep. The down cycle, right? Um, then I transitioned into not away from wholesaling, but into a marketing agency where we just took what we were doing, wholesaling houses uh, and finding leads and finding deals. And we just started doing it for investors across the company. I mean, across the country, excuse me. Um, and that led to, wait a minute, I'm giving away some really primo opportunities. So then I started, you know, being a landlord, taking some of these deals down. I got into a little private lending by mistake, um, but (laughs) I did. And I liked checks that were coming that I didn't have to work for. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nobody's calling me about a faucet. Nobody, wait a minute. All I got to make sure is the check comes and the money gets paid when it's supposed to. I love that. Yeah. Um, got into coaching a little bit, uh, some software development and, you know, I have some programs, but you know, that's not for this. It's just, I like, you know, I like doing this business yeah. and yeah. It, it, it evolves and I go where the wind blows me. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, you know, there's something about, it's funny cause I'm the same way, you know, I've done a lot of different things and it's amazing. Even the things that I do that don't work out. And it always benefits me. There's all I, I take it, I learn from it, I work through it, and I can Absolutely. see in today in my companies that are super successful. I can see all the parts of the other ones that weren't. They're all in there. And yeah, dude. it's you know it, it's interesting when I'm going through and exploring these ways because more important of understanding what works, it's really finding out what doesn't work. And I tell yeah. I tell young people particularly, they're like, well, where should I get started? Where should you like, dude, start doing a lot of things. I, I think the real entrepreneurs, the really successful ones, are the ones that know when to quit. And, <laughs> and that sounds great... like I, I think counterintuitive. You know what I mean? But it is. Yeah, it's like great when's the time to call a failure a failure and just eat it? <laughs> what did we learn from this? And let me take those wins and go someplace else and win bigger, right? Yes. Like, you make a great point, man, when you say that, you know, 
it's all the stuff that may not have worked. When you said that, it reminded me, like I didn't get into real estate till I was about 35, 36. But when I look at what I did straight out of graduate school, I was in Amway. I was in Amway for like eight years and we grew it to a little a point. And, you know, it just, it was weird. Like I take so much of the things that I learned, just from learning how to talk to random people and prospect and all this stuff that, yeah, say what you want about that business, but it, the books I read, all these things that formulated me, uh, man, it, it, it actually shaped a lot of my success at this point. And, you know, it's interesting because so many of us, we want to pull out that part of the process, right? And and I understand it. And entrepreneurs, we do. We always do, right? We're sitting here going, okay, how do we avoid risk? Not, excuse me, I don't like the word avoid. How do we manage risk, right? And right. how do we make sure the odds are stacked in our favor? This is a good, good thing, but it's bad when it prohibits you from action, right? So when I hear your experiences and everything else, I'm like, this is a guy that's fear of unknown, the fear, so you weren't prohibited, right? You still yeah, went yeah. and you were a doer. You did, you learned, yeah. some things worked out, some, di some things didn't, and that's that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so many times that entrepreneur investor mind, we want the success, so we try to exclude out everything but that's all of a sudden, though, that it's assuming that we know everything that it will work. And I, did, I don't know about you, man, but I've definitely found out I don't know what everything will work. And some of the things that I thought would not work at all did. And other things right. that I thought this is a sure thing didn't. Dude, I know what you're talking about, man. There's so much that is counterintuitive about my 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 process and my journey. It's been like um, – it's it's not been what I thought it was, right? You graduate, you get a job, you work, you succeed, blah, blah, right? I got kicked out of that really quick and found myself out of my butt. But, you know, it wasn't a linear, you know, steady progression, man. There was ups, there was downs, there was doubling back, there was leaps forward ahead. It was, it was a lot, it still is a lot of this, this, uh, this road that meanders and, I had a conversation yesterday where I was saying, you know, I was talking to a good friend of mine about his daughters. They're, I think, five and six. And he was, like, really, like, rigid about how he was going to get them to be successful. And I was telling him, man, the best thing you could possibly do is teach them to really enjoy the process of what it's going to take to become successful. Dude. And he looked at me like I said something that was just like, you know, from God. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. nah. I'm like, relax, bro. Nobody goes from here to there that yeah. quickly. And, and man, we see, and I talk about this all the time. Like when we're reading books and these, you know, self-help or entrepreneurship books and stuff, which I love, I read all the time. I'm, I'm obsessed yeah. with books on how to do and how to like, right. Because after you've failed, especially you're like, man, there we go. The laws of human nature. Yeah, there you go, yeah. man, right there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it like, it's, you know, <laughs> come from somewhere after you failed, you're like, man, maybe there's something in the book that can help me avoid this, right? <laughs> so you're like, I'd much rather read right. about it and avoid it than go through it again right. and, and do it. So it definitely, like, I remember after my ultimate biggest failure, it almost took me completely down. Like, it was one of those events right. where I'm like, I, I just, like, I screwed up. Like, and I don't yeah. know that I'll even recover from it, right? Dude, I became obsessed with reading afterwards because it yeah. was like, I don't know, maybe it was a humbling experience, but it was like, geez, there, I'm so flawed. There's so much I don't know. And I was just like reading 24-7. I think we're like kin from another mother or something because <laughs> man, I did the same thing. I never forget this. Like, biggest failure I had, 
I literally said to my wife this year, I'm going to be like Neo in the Matrix. You know how they mainlined them in the back of the head and they used to just <laughs> upload all the stuff. I was like, I'm reading everything. I'm going to listen to like 60, 70 books right now. I was like, ah, and I did it for like a year. And the, the growth that I saw the next year was just crazy. Of course, my brain was exhausted, so I yeah. couldn't read as much the yeah, next year. Yeah, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like that, it's crazy. I want to ask you a question, right? So how yeah. do you feel about when you, uh, you're reading these books, right? And it seems like there's so much in the book and you're going like, I'm overwhelmed about, yeah. I can't possibly do all of this. How do you deal with that? Dude, so that's a great question. I think I've gotten a lot better at understanding the parts of books, you know, but when you're first starting, it, you're yeah. dude, like totally overwhelming. You're like, holy cow. Because when you're writing a book, the person that's writing the book is writing it from the end, not from the beginning. And I think that's yeah. what I try to remember. At the beginning, he didn't even know all this stuff. Right, this right, stuff. right. But he got there and now he's sharing it with me so I can. So for me, some practices that I do, I don't know what you do, but like I use books like so I'll get a book and I'll be reading through it. But if I have a lot of questions, I like kind of mark it and then I'll actually go buy mm -hmm. another book on that subject. So okay. like I get ended up getting stacks of books. Right. So I yeah, use it more yeah. like a study session where I'm like, it's OK. Why don't I study this and figure it out? And then I can see if it's applicable or not. So I can, I'll read books three times and I'll take a long time going through yeah. it, trying to break it down more to make it digestible. And yeah, the, like, yeah. I got to like because I'm dyslexic. Right. I have a really bad rote memory, mm -hmm. which made it even harder for me to read and understand what it's so like i have to read everything like if i know right. anything i have to know everything about it or i don't understand right. it so all right so that's how your mind that's works how my mind works so i i digest things like that i i break them up and i digest it how about you what do dude. you do well dude i gotta commend you because the first thing is you understand how you learn and so many people don't understand how they learn right yeah. see for me i'm a little bit different in that i read and i consume information and I don't know what happens, but things stick. So I won't yeah. call it a photographic memory, but my recall in the moment of 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 need is actually really good. So Your when I'm when I'm memory is awesome then. So like I'm the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So I had an argument with my friend. We were watching the Nets game the other night and we were arguing about the NBA salary cap rules. I have no idea. I don't even watch TV this much. I don't care. I don't know why I knew, and it was like I was reading it to him. Hey, listen, no, you can't do a sign and trade deal with a super max contract. The raises are different, and like, and he's looking at me like, no, 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 you can't do it. And I'm not the type of guy that's going to argue yeah, with you. Yeah, if I know yeah. I'm right, I'm fine. Yeah. Right. And so then he went to the Google machine, and he was like, "How the hell did you know that?" Yeah. And I was like, "I don't know." So that's one way. That's the way I learned, but. How do I deal with the, the overwhelming yeah, information? Does that make it more overwhelming though for you? Like, because you Sometimes. remember everything, it's like in your front of your head, like, oh, I have to do this, 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 and this. And then it, it used to be, it used to be what I've learned to do is understand that a book, if, if like this book that I just showed you, the laws yeah, of human nature, yeah. man, it's a Bible type book. Right. Yes. And what I've learned to realize is you're not reading to like mainline like neo and be an expert right now what you're reading for is to find out information that's going to help you for where you are right now so really i'm just searching for the tidbits that apply to move me on to the next step rather than that finished product we just talked about Dude. trying to be that
That is such a crucial, like, that's when I said, like, I read books four or five times. That's why, because you could probably attest yeah. to this. After, on your journey, we're talking about, like, ups, ups and downs. I'll go back to books that I read 10 years ago, and I'm like, I just read a totally different book. And it was more valuable Absolutely. than the first time. How does that even make sense? Absolutely. I'd already read it, and I'd Absolutely. applied the things, but yet now I read it again, and it's more valuable. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing I learned. I, I don't even know how I learned that other than, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I won't say I'm like super spiritual or whatever, but when you look at a book like any of the, the religious texts, if yes. you look at it, it's like, how the heck, what am I going to do with this? And really, it's not about the whole thing. Yes. It's about how do you apply what this means for you right now? Amen. Dude, I, that's how I view, you know, I, um, I am a religious person. So when I look at, you know, Mm -hmm. scriptures, things like that, that's what all it is. I'm not like just reading to memorize something. It's like, Hey, I'd like some more understanding on how I could better my life or whatnot. And I read, and every time you read, you poke out some, you know, some inspiration from the past and it's meaningful Mm -hmm. and then you can apply it. So I I just, Oh, that is such a good skill. Like it is such a good thing for all of us to know. Like, yeah. Use what you can, hold off. The other w- that other stuff will become relevant when it's time. Yeah, it's the grocery grocery store method, right? You go to the grocery store. It's a, it's a billion things in there. You get what you need and you get out of there, and you don't go when you're hungry, right? It's yeah. the same thing here, man. You get what you need, and it's okay. The book is not getting burned, yeah. and if even if it did, you can go get another one, right? So yes. That's the grocery store method, man. And I learned that and it helps a lot. Well, and two, I don't know about you, but I definitely find, like you mentioned, like this book's the Bible. There's definitely books that I've identified that I said that I now know, like this is going to be a book that I need to read like every year. Like I have certain books that I'm like, I need to reread this every year. Then there's other books that I read. I'm like, that was perfect for right now, but I never need to reread it. Like it, like, uh, you know, so I, I can read a lot of text books. Like I, I'll mm-hmm. actually buy a text and I, and I like them, but a lot of times they're very applicable over a momentary period of time. Cause it's like research. Yeah. So it's like, okay, right. this is really good to read, but they're not applicable principles. And then I use the books right. that are applicable principles that are everlasting principles, right? Those are my like financial Bibles or, you know, however, right. you know, mental right. model yeah, the, Bibles. The, yeah. They're the bedrock, right? So that those yes. are, everybody got to have a code. You have to have a code. I tell yes. people that's like, I think that's, that's Dude, a line from like the wire. So agree. I, have I so agree, man. Talk to me about your code, man. What's your code? Like, how's oh, that look? Also, like what do you do? My, like, my, my code is not that deep, right? My code centers around relationships, need to be. right? Yeah. Right. So, so the thing that I, the core, one of the things that I, that means the most to me is that when I, I haven't lost too many friends in my life. Right. And I thought about why I was talking to my wife about why, and I think people know what to expect from me, period. You know, they know what to expect. They can set their watch by, yeah, maybe he's not calling me all the time, but let me need him for something. He'll be there. Let me need an honest opinion about that. He's going to get it from him. Let me need somebody that I can just trust to hold confidentiality. You'll never hear me saying something somebody told me in confidentiality. You know, like those are things that I just believe that the real stuff of life is the actual, the freedom to relax in a relationship, Yeah. right? Like when you have none of that friction about, you know, all this, uh, the ulterior motives and yes. stuff like that. When you don't have that in a relationship, the relationship is just free to bloom and develop and grow wherever it may go. Maybe it drifts, maybe it doesn't, but 
it, there's something that always holds it together. So my code is with people that I am attached to or people that I'm trying to be attached to, to one, let them know exactly who I am and what they can expect from me, two, to be honest with them and upfront with them, three, to always, always try to understand their perspective before I make any judgments for myself. So I, I, I want to apply this and what you just said, because for me looking at, so I, I, I consulted for companies and executives all over the United States on their uh, managing their health, health uh, corporate health benefit dollars and all the benefits and all the businesses that I've started, the ones that have worked out, I mean, you just identified something that is honestly out of everything that's the secret hack of wealthy, rich, or successful people. I think you just identified. And what that is is, first of all, that successful people are busy doing. Okay, So being a friend to successful people does not mean that you hear from them all the time. That's not how it works. You don't, you're not hearing from them every day. What's up, dude? Hey, you want to go to the mall? Right? That's not how, that's not how they work. But successful people are always there for you. And they you, you can count on them, right? And the reason being is successful p- people play long-term games with long-term people. And if they don't believe you are a long-term person, they get rid of you fast. Because they don't have time Amen. for that. They don't. And Amen. two, they value their relationship. Like, I cannot tell you how much I value the relationships in my life. And because of Absolutely. that, I don't let a lot of people in. Like, and it's that's not that, the wealth. That's exactly. So that's our, the wealth. it's not that I don't let, I let anybody in, but I am very quick to the people that I hold on to. Right. And yes. it's, yes. and it has nothing to do with judgmental, nothing at all. It has nothing to do with it. I'm, yeah. I'm busy. I'm doing things. I'm taking care of people, other people. Right. And for those people that are going to be there for, for me and for, that I need to be there for in 20 years, obviously they take priority. That's just common sense. Right. And that's just like, I, I, I can't, everybody needs to go back and re-listen to that. What you, what you just said about your course and everything. Um, because so many people understand that your network is your net worth and they are always confused on how to build that and your code right there. That's how you do it. That well, is you how know, you surround yourself with successful and like-minded people. You know what, AJ? You just said uh, you said something, and it's I'm I'm writing a book now, right? I'm not here to yeah. promote it because it's not done, but what, what, I'm writing. What's the, a book. what's the title? I'm in the middle of a book too. I, I'm trying to figure out the title. I have two, right? If I want to be provocative, I'm going to tell people that their follow up sucks and they need yeah. to fix it, so they pick up money that everybody leaves on the table. Yeah. But I think I'm going with something, you know, a little bit more tame than that. Yeah. Just call it follow up first. Uh, because my method is that follow up first, if you put, if you focus on follow up first, you, you develop relationships and you get to a sale that you probably wouldn't have, you know, automatically. Right. I think that, I don't remember what the statistic is, but I think it's something like 3% of all the people on any marketing list are actively looking to do what it is you're trying to sell. Right. Or they're looking to accept for your offer. I should say. Wow. That's really small. Right, right. So, but here's what everybody Wait, you're saying, let me make sure I got this straight here because I think this is important. When you're saying like, I have a list, whether that's whatever that is, investors, properties, Mm -hmm. everything like that, 3% on that list is actually there, uh, will actually is ready at that time or whatever to accept whatever the offer is. Yes, they are actively looking for whatever your offer is. 
So three out of every 100, right? Yes. And here's what we all do, right? We all focus on that 3%. We're all fighting for that 3%, right? Yes. But when you place follow-up first, well, what you're playing is you're playing the long game with the 97%, right? Yes. And actually what you're doing is developing so many relationships and you're nurturing those relationships and you're turning people into a new network and they become marketing for you as well. If you focus on that, yes, you shake out those three percenters anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So back to what we were talking about long-term relationships, what it made me think about is why I came to that follow-up first method. It's a, it's just a simple story, right? I have a, a great friend out of DC, uh, his wife, I met him and his wife our first day of college. So we've known each other since 96. Yeah. Right. Um, her dad passed away and I was there at the funeral. She has two sisters. She has two older sisters. One's married. The other isn't. And they were at, I was at the funeral. They were at the casket and I saw my friend was, my friends were together. Her older sister was with her husband and the one that wasn't married was off to the side by herself. And something in me was like, you know what? When she goes home, not that she doesn't have people that love her, in front, she's by herself. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make an effort to reach out to her to make sure that she knows somebody's thinking about her and help her sort of get through all of this, right? Yes. That was just something that came to me, right? Yeah. That was what my heart wanted, right? But I know my head. My head says, I'll probably forget. So yes. here's what I did. I basically just scheduled text messages in my phone to her like every seven to 10 to two weeks just checking in and over like a, a year or so, like I saw a relationship develop. And so when the last time I went down there, she came out of her way to see me and I got one of the biggest hugs in the world. And I realized like, you know, one, what we're talking about, that was a long game. Yeah. That was something away. And I think it's, we're talking about business. I think that when we think like that, like how do we, make sure and ensure things that we know need to happen and we want to happen. How do we make sure they happen independent of our shortcomings? Yeah. That's the name of the game. And, and that sort of, you just sparked that at me as, as you were saying, and I was like, yeah, that's actually, that's why my methodology is the way it is because I know my head and my heart sometimes disconnect and the things that I want to do or need to do won't get done if I don't ensure or automate or put some system in place to manage that. Dude, um, I, and that's I'm what just, I think. Like you just said this, and I'm like, okay, like today I'm literally going to outline how to do that because I'm the same way. Because you yeah. know, you get busy, think, and everyone is. I don't care who you are, everyone is. Yeah. You're like, I know I need to do this. I need to figure it out, and we need to plan for those things. And it's those yeah. simple things like so. I'm I, as you said that I'm sitting here going, okay, I'm gonna go in here. I'm gonna talk to Ava, my executive assistant. I'm gonna make a list. I want to make sure that I get things done because these are things that I, I need to do. And I want to, but I'm forgetful, and right, I don't want right. the person or those people in my life to think that I don't care because that has nothing right. to do with how I really feel. And those right. little things are so so meaningful. So I, I that is a huge takeaway for me, right? To yeah. automate what your heart and what you know you need to do because it's listen, what you said is simple, but that's really powerful. Listen, what I would encourage everybody listening is to do is if you have a phone that allows you to schedule those text messages, pick, just test me out on this, please just test me out on this. Pick somebody that you 
actually want to talk to. Some people, it's their parents. They don't talk to them as much as they want to. I don't care. Schedule some messages for your mom every, you know, four days, five days yeah. for like two months and see what happens. Just see what happens. Yeah. You know, nurture those relationships. They won't actually know that you've done this. But yeah. who, even if they did who and they cares? found like, out, you thought that much about it to where you wanted to talk to me all the time. So I'm odd. Like you actually set up a structure for communication with me. You made sure that it happened. Yes. Even though you didn't physically type the message at that moment, you physically typed those messages and made sure you reached out. Those are your thoughts. I, I just, I'm telling you, it just changes so much. And that was actually the thing that kind of make me, you know, I learned from the world, right? So that made me apply it to my business and it changed my business for like exponentially just that sort of thought process. Dude, Cause we got I so many it. tools. Yeah. That, you know, and two, when you look at it, one of the things that we talk about long-term games, with long-term people. Well, the problem is when you're young or when you're doing anything new, like, I don't care, you may be 50 and you're doing something new. In fact, if you're older, it's even harder because what happens is all, you know, successful people, happy people do that. They have good relationships. They have relationships yeah. that pay off mentally, emotionally, economically, and they're, yeah. they, those relationships, they don't just break. So what happens is over time, we gain these relationships and your net worth or your network equals your net worth, right? Well, then if you're trying to get in, you're like, well, how do I, you have to do things that those people don't have to do. So the, the right. things with my network that I have that I'm super close to, right? That are for me, important people like i mean even simple like right i i got a best friend uh scott brown i grew up with him like we're best friends i don't need to talk to him every day i don't i meet with him like three four times a year he's still my best friend but but the Absolutely. reason is if i wanted to have a relationship with that like that with somebody else that's gonna take years and it's gonna take hard yeah. work because we already went through the hard work and it so the things that you're talking about if you're in a situation where you're like yeah but how do i break in how do i do it First of all, people don't just accept you right off the bat. That's they shouldn't. Right. They shouldn't need no. to. You need to earn it, and you need to work for it. So this idea of you saying, "Okay, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to make sure that I do these things because I want those people to know I'm in their life." Then all of a sudden, they come back. They give you the hug. They say, "Hey, I've got a friend, or I got an opportunity." Right? You're sincere. We stay in touch, but you put in the work to develop a relationship with me. And those mm -hmm. become the long-term relationships. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if it's prospects and you you apply the principle to prospects, right, you can do it on so many different levels, right? You can do it, yeah, there's offer-related follow-up where you're, you know, you're following up to see if somebody got the, the offer or if they have any questions or, you know, what it's going to take to move forward, right? You, yeah, okay, you got that. You also got, like, just nudges. You're checking in. Yeah. You're checking in. Like you can use any bit of information that you get. Like if I was going to follow up with you just from listening to you and knowing now, like, okay, you read. I also know that you're dyslexic now. So if I find out something that's sort of interesting about that, that may help you, that's, that's an easy yeah. layup for me. Easy. AJ, check this out. That's like, easy. AJ, check this out. You may look at it or not, but I already know you're going to be like, oh, wow. You actually thought about me. And I did. Right. Yeah. It's just being a human being. Yeah. Right. So you apply those to your business. Nobody's doing it. Man. Nobody's, nobody's doing, doing it. it. Nobody's, nobody's doing, doing that. They can say they, 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 everybody says it, right? Follow up, follow up, follow up. Nobody's doing it. 
Stop. They're lying. Yeah. They're not really yeah. doing it. And they're not doing and we, it at and a And we level. know because we're on everybody's lists and we're on everybody's thing and that's not coming. So everybody's sitting right. here going, when's the last time that I had a legitimate person think about me or care me that was a business and reach out, right? That doesn't happen. Now, and it, so too, you know, you're, you're talking about this and it makes me think of some things that we're doing on our investment side. And we thought about like, how do we do this? And I get people go, well, maybe I have too many customers. Maybe I do this. First of all, there's so many tools to automate little things, but especially when you're dealing with your big ones, the relationships that mm-hmm. are super important to mm-hmm. you, your family, your business, whatever those, you need mm-hmm. to evaluate those two in how you're doing it. Like there needs right, to right. be more effort to put into yeah. it because they're more valuable. And when I say more right. valuable, I could mean in, in simply time frame. Your mother is a much more valuable relationship than Sally down the road. But maybe Absolutely. Sally down the road, you say hi to every day and you're not saying hi to your mother. That doesn't make right. sense, right? She's a much <laughs> yeah. valuable, more valuable relationship. Right. She gave right. everything. She's there for you. She's going to be the one that holds you. You have that connection. So when I look at right. that in business, it's the same kind of thing. I go, okay, right. in business, one of the things that we're looking at doing is out of our investors, right? right. We're saying anybody that invested, you know, like a hundred or 150,000 with us, that's a large sum of money that people are putting <laughs> right. with us saying, I trust you so much that I'm going to give you. So we're like, we should return or make sure we acknowledge this. So we're like, we'll create a thing. It was uh, actually, I, I got to give credit because it was Brandon Turner's idea in his day because and so I got to give credit, okay. to it. but it's potato posse. And it's like a group of investors that after a certain amount, you get in our potato posse. The reason we call it potatoes because I'm okay. from Idaho. So everybody thinks, oh, yeah. potato, right? So, yeah, okay. but it's just something potatoes. small, right? Right, right? Something small that we could right. do that say, hey, we appreciate you. You're part of our, our our group. And every year we could send out a little thing to to make sure. And it's planned, it's scheduled, it's organized. Right. But we're right. doing it to make sure that they know we recognize this, right? And this we is appreciate important, it, right? And we appreciate right. it. Right. Like that's, that, you know, it's Father's Day tomorrow, I think, right? And it's weird. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I really yeah. don't. I mean, yeah. I know my daughter loves me. I know yeah. my wife loves me. 100%. I know they respect me. Right. So, I, that's until why you just I don't said it, I literally forgot. I, I literally right. didn't realize it was Father's Day until you just said it. Yeah. That's right. Right. A, right, right. Like, but that's why I don't need it because yeah. I get, I've gotten those levels of appreciation and, 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 and those sort of notes of, okay. Yes. Yeah. I've recognized whatever's going on, whatever you're doing, whatever you mean. I, I, and I'm acknowledging it. And I want you to know that I do. Like yeah. it's important for me to know that you know that I know that you know. Yes. <laughs> you yes. Know, like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, it comes down to yeah. what you're talking about too. Is like we have like our circle of influences, right? Yeah. And these circle of influences are, I mean, they shape everything we do. So you know, and I, whatever that famous quote is, you know, show me the six people that you hang around. Right? right. And I'll tell you who you are. I've, I've found right. literally nothing more true to this in my entire yeah. life. As humans, we mimic as humans, we do. So as a person that wants to attract good things in their life, right? Like, I mean, you, you think about religion or things like that. We pray for good things to happen, but then we don't go and we don't do things that would good attract things. good things. And it's like, right. what are you talking about here? It's not like, and what you're talking about is putting in place activities and systemizing 
for good things to happen, for your circle of influences to be improved, and for you to attract those things to you. Like, we don't live in a society, you know, for the vast majority of everyone, things aren't given to us. You're not going to win the lottery. I'm not going to win the lottery, right? And nobody listening to this has a billion-dollar trust fund. Right. It's right. Just, that's that's something you see or hear about, but that's not that's not reality. Yeah. So if that's... we want to attract good things, right, we get out there, we'll make it happen. Man, yeah, man. I mean, dude, uh, you talked about the circle of influence and people don't understand. Like, you, how do you grow your influence? How do you do that? Like, I mean, and not be fake. Yeah. How do you do that where, you know, because there's nothing worse than, uh, you know, my, I, I don't often, I don't often show up to networking events. Yeah. Uh, it's not really my thing. And I, for years I told people, well, you know, my deals are my networking events. Yes. You know, I meet people on the path I'm traveling yeah. and they know, oh, he actually does these things. This is how he moves. This is how he operates. Oh, I like him. I don't like yeah. him. I want to work with him. I don't, I'm fine with either yep. one. Right. But 100%. those were. So, so like, this is a networking event for me with you. Me like, too. okay, we're, get, we're, we're yeah. understanding what we're doing. Oh, okay. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, we, we got a good vibe. Oh, this is great. Right. Yeah. So what, what I think about circle of influences, it's about being willing to actually extend something to somebody at no benefit to yourself. Like it, it, it is, that's how it works. Dude, I so mean, like we talked right before I got on and you're like, dude, I don't sell anything. Don't worry. Cause I always tell everybody, you know, we don't do sales and everything. And you, you said something that's important. Listen, they, you, you said my tribe will find me. And this is my motto. Like I tell people, I'm like, I don't do content for sales. I don't like, I'm not pushing anything. There's nothing to push because what yeah. you just said is if I know that if I bring value to the marketplace yeah. and expect nothing in return, the value that is meant for me will come back. Right. So I get deals, I get good relationships from it and people understand me. They don't. So everybody that's listening to this podcast, now the thousands of people that are listening to this podcast, they're Mm going to walk away and they're going to be like, man, that J guy, he was a good guy. Right. And then they're going to start looking at you. They're going to understand you. And they're like, I feel better. They're like, you gave them information to help them in their daily life right here, right now. You're helping people through your experiences or whatnot. And those Mm -hmm. people that appreciate that and know that will come to you, right? That's why I do yeah, it. That's why we do a podcast. When I, so the, yeah. our networking that we're doing, it's not shaking hand. Here's my card. Let's do a deal, right? Let's make right. let's make some money together. Like no, our networking is you provide value. We just right, you right. just give value out, right. and then it here's, comes back. Yeah, here's something useful. I know will help in some way. You can use it or not, but I know if you do you're going to realize that was actually worth it. And then the question becomes, well, shoot, what else? What else you got for me? Like, cause you know how it goes. Like, this is a great conversation. I'm already thinking like, AJ, how can we have more conversations like this offline or about whatever, right? Like that's, that's, that's the thing, right? So that's, that's actually how you improve it. Like, yeah. and that's the thing. People listening to us, they go, okay, this is authentic. It's not scripted. It's not, and even, it was funny too, because when we started the podcast, this is the first thing that I said to you. I'm like, listen, dude, I'm not, we're not going to even do an intro here or anything. I want this to be organic because we right. will, like, people will feel it and they'll know. And if it's not, yeah. and if it's not real and it's not authentic and it's not valuable, I don't want mm-hmm. people, I, I'm not trying to fake anything or trying to make it, right? It's, yeah, it yeah, is, is or it isn't. And then people are attracted to that. 
Um, I, yeah. I, you, to find, so go back into what you said, to find your circle of influences, like we were talking about what you just said. That's the key. Mm-hmm. You give value without mm-hmm. expectation of return. And that's how you build a circle circle of influence. When I get the right. email that says, hey, AJ, I'm willing to help you out, but this is what I want, right? I'm like, whoop, delete. Because I'm like, all right, I, now there's this catch, and I got to figure this out, all this stuff, right? Yeah. But then I get somebody, hey, AJ, I've got this deal. I was just thinking about you. I thought it'd be a good deal. Here it is, right? Got stuff. I never do a deal with – if, if I'm doing a deal that somebody brought me, I would never mm-hmm. not include them. Yeah, Ever. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. But it shows so much character, and for them, like you said – I'm thinking about you and I expect nothing in return. I just want to say thank you for what you're doing, right? And immediately the first thing in my mind goes, I got to I, I got to give you something. Like come on, let's do deals, yeah. dude, right? And they didn't yeah, even ask yeah. for it. But what's crazy about it, right? Like you said something earlier about like you you're protective of your circle because you value it and you value your time and 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 trust is a big thing, right? Well, here's the here's the underlying point to what you just said. I'm not even thinking of you if there is no value. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, right. So there's value even in just the reach out. You're really almost saying to somebody, hey, you're valuable. You're saying, I like you. You're saying, hey, you're saying these things that people don't hear from anybody, either explicitly or implicitly. Yeah. You're saying those things when you bring somebody nothing of you bring something of value to somebody and asking for nothing in return. You're effectively telling them what anybody wants to hear about themselves. Yeah. You're you know, telling them, hey, you're you're a good guy. You're telling them, hey, I yeah. believe you're capable. You're telling them, hey, you're you're you have you're a valuable asset and resource for whatever the opportunity yeah. or information or whatever it is is. You're saying that without even saying it. Yes. And that's invaluable. Well, if you look at, so, you know, I'm extraordinarily protective. I'm especially extraordinarily protective of like my employees, right? Um, yeah. And when I look at how we hire, I'm very clear to the people that come on. I care about really two things. I care about work ethic and I care about integrity because skills can be taught, but those two things can't. And I am, and I also tell people, I'm like, listen, I, I don't hire unless you're going to be here in like 20 years because it does nothing for you, nothing for me, right? And I want to give back. And so the, those relationships, though, as you as you build, as you're working together, as you're doing stuff, they become very, very strong. They're like, you know, they become like family. And I don't shy away from that, you know? Yes, and yeah. when I look at the people that you attract in your circle of influences or even in your workforce, most of the employees that we have had come on, particularly, well, I, I all my executives. So I, I, I have no, so on, I have multiple businesses, but I'll talk about my one business, which is our acquisition development business, that business, okay. right. I have my three executives, right. They're, they're my, right. my, my three horsemen and they're, right. it's development acquisition and investor relations, right. Those okay. relationships all came to me be through some kind of value or something that we they did, or I knew them previously. It was never one of those things where we put out a, you know, an offer things. Yeah. We interviewed people. So like that, but every one of them we hired because of previous things or things that had nothing to do necessarily with the job. So they said, Hey, I get what you're doing because your value value. I want to be a part of this, right? They understood how we operate. They understood how we treat our people 
And they mm-hmm. were attracted to that. And this is how like culture gets built within an organization. That's the same way your circle of influences do. Like your circle of influences becomes your culture. It becomes who you are. Right. Right. And right. you need to guard that. Yeah, man. I mean, and then what is influence, right? Like it's not manipulation. No, it's no influence is the ability to impact people in a way that moves them forward. Yeah. That's really all it That's is. All That's it is. all it is. In every single way. Like we're talking emotionally, spiritually, right? And and that's yeah. what, what we're doing is saying, listen, I need net positives in my life. There's so much negative out there. It's just unreal. Yeah. Like you open up your phone. <laughs> it's just, you know, the world's ending. Everybody's horrible human beings. Oh it's God. just 24-7. Like I don't have time right. for that. I don't Like I tell people, I don't got time for drama. There's enough drama. I want people <laughs> that are positive that are going to move forward. Regardless, because when the world does go just down, absolute down to the crapper, that's when you need the positive people that are going to help everybody come out of it. And if you surround yourself with those negative influences, which can be negative in any any way, right? Any way, it doesn't matter. Um, It just, it kills you. It it kills something inside of you. And then too, you just become a negative, empty part. And I I think most people, though, like you said, they don't even realize. So like you mentioned before, like most people are, they're like, they're like, you know, as you said before, like you do too. And I do, I, we understand the way we learn. Right. Right. Most people, they don't understand. They just do what they do. So everything's reactionary. And if someone comes into their life, they're like, okay, you're in my life. And unless you hurt me, harm me, or severely insult me, I'm letting you in. Right. Right. Because it's, simple convenient i'm not trying there's no effort it's just you're there right that is not how happiness and successful people work they're actively engaged in shaping their surrounding reality um and their overall well-being yeah man i listen like you said there's so much negative out here it's crazy so i guess another question for you which i mean it's funny that i'm asking you questions but this is this is the fun like this is the conversation right what are the ways that you protect against the negative, right? So, you know, I, I literally have a card here in front of me and I wrote this, I wrote this yesterday. And it says, the only way for me to do what needs to be done is to focus. The only way to focus is to eliminate distractions. To eliminate distractions, I have to identify them first, right? And then it says, um, after you ID them, you got to replace them with something useful has value and fulfills whatever you used to get from those distractions. That's literally what I have on this card right here. I wrote it yesterday. I love that. I I was like breaking down what needed to happen. And so I was just asking you, like, how do you eliminate these distractions? So like, you you know, I love, because first of all, I think the most importantly, what you outlined literally perfect. Anybody could use that, that model what you just outlined and apply it today. And you're going to instantly have better results because you're being active about the change. Like, so everybody, he wrote it down. It's sitting in front of him. He didn't even know we were going to have this conversation. It's sitting right in front of him, actively engaged in changing those circumstances in his life, which are the inputs, which will change the outputs for, for me. I think I, I, you have to realize how subject we are to external, externalities that are coming yeah so i understand i'm vulnerable for that right and Mm -hmm. it's not easy for me i'm I'm an entrepreneur dude shiny objects i get worked up i get excited right yes i read something online all of a sudden i'm worked up about it and all of a sudden i'm like you're pulling on a thread (laughs) you're pulling on a thread right and then and two (laughs) i also am like a content 
maker, obviously. We're on a podcast here. So we we dive in and we tackle issues. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to put stuff out on Twitter. And Twitter is just the worst for negative stuff. Like, I mean, (laughs) there's just like breeding grounds for horrible, horrible things. And I'm like stepping into it. Exactly. Petri dish. (laughs) And you're like stepping into it. And you're like, oh, my gosh. I'm literally wading into absolute like I'm, I'm wading into a pool of crap here uh, yeah, so yeah. It, w- when looking at this I think the best way is like you said and I do so how I do I do self audits so mm-hmm. every few months I understand that I'm going to be distracted I'm not going to I'm going to productivity weans it just does because mm-hmm. all these inputs and all of a sudden yeah. if I'm not on top of it I don't so you're you have basically what I would call an audit audit you think yeah. I'm the same way I look at everything okay. that I'm doing and I say, what are the results of these actions? So if I went and looked mm-hmm. back on the previous two months and been like, I've been making Twitter content, let's say. Let's say it's Twitter, yeah. right? which I'm just right. trying to even get started in that world. I like Instagram mm-hmm. better. Um, but Twitter, yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's a better platform, I think. But Twitter, I realize the power in the industry that I'm in and I want to get into it. So I look, am I consuming or am I producing? And if I'm consuming, that's the yeah. problem. And I got to stop yeah. and I got to change stuff. So then I'd set rules. Like if you're on Twitter, the moment you get on Twitter, you have to make a tweet or you can't get on. Right. So That's like, great. If, if I'm going to be on the platform, you have to do something. And then a month later, all of a sudden I do a self audit and I'm, I didn't make any tweets last week, but I look at my phone and I'm like, geez, I was on there for three hours. What is going uh, on? And then I have to dude, readjust. So your audit so system good, you man. did, I do the same thing, man. Yeah, dude, that was so good, man. I well, first of all, you 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 simplified it for me, like self audit trial, right? Like that that, and then you 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 really actually confirmed, like, because I was really like going crazy, man. I'm like, dude, yeah, I'm getting distracted by yeah. these things, man. I'm writing this book. It's all, I'm probably forty percent of the way through. I need to get this done. It's a marketing asset. I need to get it done, right? Yeah, and it's helpful. I was yeah. like, it will help people, so yeah. I got to get it dude, done. Dude, my first then, book was hugely helpful. Yeah, man. And then I'm like, oh, man, you know what? My daughter's 16. She wants to drive. Yeah. Okay, dad, 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 yes. let's drive. I'm like, nah, babe, you're you're going to driving school. <laughs> I taught you a few times, but we can drive after driving school, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and then, you know, just a million different distractions. Yeah. You know, you got the daily grind of, of business and things that you want to do, but you haven't done yet. And, you know, and so when you say do the self-audit, that just like simplifies it. And now I know how to do it clearly, but that just like puts a tag on it. It's shorthand for it. So that was really good, man. That was awesome. I think Jay, after, you know, this podcast, which I could just talk about for hours with you, it's been awesome. But I think really what it comes down to everything, which you started off this way and you're ending it this way too. You are extraordinarily proactive about what you're doing, who you're surrounding yourself, what inputs you have in your life. Because you understand how that's shaping your life. And when I look at most of us, the reason, like, even the reason me and you are talking about this, because everybody suffers from it, right? We have to readjust because yeah. things just fill in. You have all these things that just fill negativity, everything <laughs> else like that. And then all of a sudden you're going, I was productive at one time. Now I'm not, right? You know, it's like, what, what am I doing here? So you have to be proactive. If you're not, everyone's normal. It just, we, all of a sudden yeah, we're, we're full of relationships. Our life's not how we wanted it. And we're like, how did this happen? Well, it's because we let it happen. Um, and yep. you are a very proactive person on it. I think that's awesome. I, I appreciate that. I think there's a book. I know it's one of those Napoleon Hill books. I think it's outwitting the, De- outwitting the devil. 
if I remember correctly, right? Where he's talking about, um, he's talking about drifting, the habit of drifting, meaning if you don't intention, if you don't set your intention towards things, um, you will you'll drift because all these inputs come and these winds are blowing you and you're just going with it. Yes. And you're just going with it. Like you, it's one thing to know the wind is blowing in a direction and that's the direction you want to go. Yeah. It's another thing that the wind is just blowing and it's just blowing you wherever it's blowing you. Those are two different things, two right? Totally different so, things. so yeah, the habit of drifting is probably what I think most people actually fall into. I, I, I would say the vast majority of vast people are just drifting. Absolutely. And then they end yeah, up in later in the life full of regrets because they don't even know how they got there. Yeah, man. That's the nightmare. Yeah, man. That is actually my nightmare. <laughs> Me too. Me too, man. It's to end up being like, I don't care. I don't even know. My life's over and what happened, right? At least yeah, I can man. get there. And if, if I don't like where I'm at, I can be like, hey, I brought myself here. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I'm like, I'm 43 right now, which isn't old. But I'm like, if I live as many years as I've already lived, I'll be an old dude. So, yeah. you know what? It's probably a good time to intentionally go in directions that I want to go in and pursue things that fulfill me rather yes. than just let other people tell me what is, should, should be, or is important. Right? Like, no, that's important. I'm going that way versus, ah, well, we'll do this. We'll try this. No, 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 no. We ain't got time for that now. And if the younger you are to realize that and yes. actually set your intent, the better off you are. Hundred percent, man. Well, where can people find you, dude? Where can people get a hold of you? Yeah. You're on Instagram, or you got its website. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, Instagram's probably the best way to find me. Uh I'm Dr. Leads on Instagram, D-R period L-E-A-D-Z. Um, I I really just share, I don't even talk about real estate that much on there anymore, man. I, I'm really just sharing these things that I'm learning that are helping me as they come. And, uh, you know, so if you like anything I had to say here, yeah, check me out there, man. I'd love to have you reach out to me, DM me, whatever. I normally save like an, an hour every couple of days to talk to anybody that jumps on my schedule. There's a link there. So if you want to talk to me, hey, we can do that. I set aside time to do it. And, uh, yeah, Instagram is the best way. That's awesome. I'm, I'm jumping on here right now and I'm going to follow you so everybody jump on there and give you a fall dude thank you so much i appreciate your time this was an amazing conversation it, it helped me i'm like oh i gotta do audits right now it got me all <laughs> excited about it and um i i appreciate the value that you've uh, brought to our audience and we'll have you on again man i appreciate it yeah thank you so much man i really enjoyed it man and your listeners man keep listening to this guy when you're getting stuff like this like he has a guest that's actually asking him questions He's really bringing some real value to you guys. So can't do better than to keep listening. Well, thank you. And we'll talk soon. All right, man. <laughs>